going to approach a subject this morning we're very familiar with, but yet with, a, with, a, with an emphasis on it, and that is your body. Your body. The body is being the cathedral of your soul and your spirit, the divine purpose of your body. And uh, uh, so if we have some scriptures there. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. Blame us at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel or body in sanctification and honor. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own. For you are bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable worship. who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. Number of scriptures there. In a culture of comfort... Entitlements and self-indulgence. I believe the lives of believers in Jesus Christ are to declare a different message. As Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, that, that your bodies need to be given and granted, presented to God as holy and acceptable. If God fashioned man out of the dust of the ground to be a bodily being, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and declared this culmination of creation very good, then our bodies can't be inconsequential. If God created us as material beings made in his image and gave us the mandate to cultivate the earth and fill it with his image, then our bodies must have a purpose. If Christ came in the flesh, and in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, then the body 
bears eternal significance. If all things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, have been created by Christ and for Christ. Catch that one, church. The body was created. And all things were created by him and for him and invisible, whether visible and invisible. Then what we do with our bodies either supports or betrays the worship of Christ. And if the message of our God reconciling all things to himself in Christ really applies to all things, then how we treat our bodies is directly related to a right proclamation of it. My. I hope this morning to help us to see the, the real role and purpose of your body. Because it's central to God's design. So central to God's design that he said he's going to resurrect it. <clears throat> he said this mortal shall put on immortality and our bodies shall be raised incorruptible. Raising a lot of questions. How shall this be? Just as Paul wrote and they asked him that question. He did not divulge all the details of it. He says, because it's not yet known exactly how it all works. Just as when you put a seed in the ground, you don't know the full body that it's going to represent when it does come. Your body, my body is important spiritually. The body matters. Romans chapter 8 says the whole creation, physical creation, is, you know, waiting for the liberty and to be transformed into glory. Waiting for a moment. We live our entire lives in a body. The one and only body. God created it. For us to do his will and his work. So learning how to value your physical body so you can fulfill your God-given purpose. It's for real. It's for real. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Or undefiled. I don't say that it's not going to get old, but there's things that... Defile it. And each of you should know how to possess his own body in sanctification and honor. The Greeks had a theory, and that's what Paul is writing about, trying to establish some things. He wasn't just talking us to about, you know what I mean, some, some great resurrectional thing. There was controversy. What value is the body? It's an evil thing. It's a temporal thing. And so therefore, it doesn't have a lot of value. And so use it however you want because it's just passing away. 
But God is not abandoned in the physical realm, church. He does not abandon the physical realm. No. He's been redeeming it. He's rescuing it. He said he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And then, of course, this case, he said, I'm going to go ahead and give you a new body. Who himself bore our sins in his body. Woo, church, come on. Where would redemption be without a body? Because of the role the body plays in our life, we need to treat our body as we would our worship center. Because Christ paid for the debt for us to go free, but he paid for our body also. He paid for our body. Your body is the temple. How valuable our body is to God. I have a lot of things to say, so just bear with me here. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your... Would somebody glorify God without your body this morning? And show us how it's done. Present your bodies. Your body, soul, and spirit, the multifunction and the interconnection of your body, soul, and spirit. The body is not just a shell, it's part of the whole. The word became body. Without the body, your soul has no vehicle to carry out its commands. What is done with one affects the other. Without the body, the soul has no mind to function, no more emotions to feel, no more will to perform. Your spirit has no vehicle of expression. Your body does not pray alone, but neither does your soul pray alone. Oh, hallelujah. God's love, independent of Christ's body, was limited in its expressions. Limited in its expressions. The body is so important that he does not leave us without a body. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said, if our earthly house is dissolved, in other words, if it's reached the end of its, uh, its, its physical ability, he says, God has one already planned that when you make that transition and we move into that one that's reserved in, in heaven for us. So the body is so important to the spirit that God is going to give it a new one at the resurrection. 
He said, this one is sown in corruption, but is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, but it is raised in honor. It is sown in weakness, but it's raised in power. It is sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. Transformations that inaugurated by God because the body is so important. It was when Jesus stood before his disciples. He stood there and he said, Behold, my hands, my feet, and my side. An expression that could not be possible was it not for a body. Thomas, you know, was knew that the body was so important in identity that he went ahead and said, except I see the scars in his hands and, you know, in his side and in his feet and put my hand in there, I'm not sure that it's him. <coughs> because the body gives us identity. The body gives us identity. And the Bible says that we to sanctify our bodies. Now the body beauty that I'm talking about this morning is not the physical features, but the divine purpose. Because you look around here, the physical features change from every and each individual. But yet there is a similar identity that comes when the indwelling of that spirit is in the body. Your body is the temple where the spirit, you know, reigns every moment of the day. Your body. That divine purpose. To sanctify means to, to discover the state of proper functioning. It means to have a, find the dedicated purpose of it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 14 says this, or 4, excuse me. Every one of you shall, shall, should learn how to control his body. Keeping it pure and treating it with respect and never regarding it as an instrument of self-gratification. Because that's what the pagans do, Paul says. Because they have no knowledge of God. The transforming power of God is to be on display in our lives. He said he would quicken our mortal bodies. The power of his life begins to permeate every cell in our body. So that we begin to experience his power in life. Where? In our bodies. We are not to neglect our bodies, nor are we to worship our bodies. But the fact of the matter is that all gifts and talents are expressed through our body's faculty. 
You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your... body and your spirit which are God's oh to sanctify something means for it to find its purpose in a simple not really wonderful analogy but a pen in a sense is sanctified when it's used to write Eyeglasses are sanctified when it's used to empower sight. The human being is sanctified when he or she lives according to God's design and purpose. And what is that? Glorify God. Glorify God. Yes. To make holy in a divine purpose. Your body is a temple and a testimony. Your body is a temple and a testimony. Your body is the home of your spirit and soul. It's the home of it. There are at least three functions of your body. It's your identity, it's your protection, and it's power. Your identity, protection, and power. I think you understand the element of identity. When I walked in this morning, the first person I met was Jill. And it was because of her body that I identified her as Jill and not Scott. Something would be amiss, wouldn't it? But it's a protection. Your body is a protection. That's why God says, sanctify it and watch it and keep it. It's a protection. Take your physical body. One of the the elements of, of this skin. If you cut the skin, you open to yourself up to a lot of variables that can get in there and begin to destroy the very structure of your whole being. And so the skin plays a, such an important part, but it's part of the body. It's a protective mechanism, keeping out those things that would invade, you know, and begin to poison and destroy and, 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 and cause the malfunctions of your spirit and your soul. First of all, your soul. It goes to your soul. Your body is the meeting place of your spirit and your soul. That's where they both meet. Your body is where you begin to go ahead and, you know, decipher in the soul world and the spirit world. 
your body, it's your house, your spiritual soul, that meeting point. Let's take the tabernacle. There's the outer court, there's the holy place, and then there's the most holy place. One, two, three. The body is the outer court. It's the outer court of your life. The holy place is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then, of course, you have the most holy places. That's where the divine presence of, of the Lord is. You go through the outer court to get to the inner court. Your body is the one that does the worshiping. You need to treat it like a worship center. Your body. What were you using this morning when you played the guitar? All three. But there was no expression. There was no possibility, you know what I mean, of us seeing something take place without the body. The body's role. It's important. It's value. Is the soul more important than the body? Absolutely. Yet without the body, your soul has no ability to function. The soul adorned with virtue and kindness has a tremendous effect on the body. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, he says, there's a lot of things that we can do. They're not necessarily wrong, but they're not beneficial. They're not helpful. So he says, do only those those things that are helpful. Don't let your body do those things that are not helpful. So your body ties the world together. Ties the world together. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God and you are not your own. Notice the phrase there he uses that your body is a temple. What's a temple? Place of worship. House of prayer but not the object of worship. It's something that we need to respect, to keep clean and honor it by the way we occupy it. Christ's mission was not simply to rescue spirits. 
for heaven. No. Christ's mission was to bring resurrection to a created order that had been trapped by the power of death. Hallelujah. He doesn't want us, and that's when Paul begins to tell us, he doesn't want us to go through life thinking that we're trapped. Your soul, my soul radiates through our body. It radiates through it. Your body is a living cathedral where the Lord is enthroned in your heart. That's why Paul writes those things. You don't want to look upon your body as, you know, as being something miserable. <coughs> but it's in it as life being expressed. Paul said this, it is no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. It's very difficult to bring glory to God without your body. Yes. Because we belong to God. God's spirit lives in, in our body. The site of a cathedral temple, however you want to say it, provided in the community, provided a visual reminder of the physical presence of Christ in the tabernacle. I will look under the hills, you know, from whence cometh my help, my help comes from the Lord. As he looked into the hills and where Mount Zion and where the worship center of God was, there was something about that that represented a, the presence of of the Lord. And isn't that what Paul is saying? That you're the temple of the Lord? That your body is? Isn't he saying that, you know what I mean? People need to see the presence of the Lord. He said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in, in facilities made with hands. I'm not going to do it. No more. He said, I want to get my presence in all the world. Now you and I are the body of Christ. The body of Christ. We are the physical, spiritual, you know, uh, expression, evidence. (laughs) 
of Christ. As a temple and as a cathedral of God, you have a, you have a sacred function. that is created to bear the fullness of Christ's image. You see your body as a temple. See your body as a tool that God uses to manifest his glory. See your body as a hallowed place of union of man and God. Our body is meant to house a rich interior life. Rich interior life. Called to beauty and splendor in body and soul. So that our entire person gives glory to God. Now Paul says this, he says there's some things, you know what I mean, that really defile the body. Is it okay if we go there? He says there's a lot of sins that are without the body, but there are some sins that are with the body. And they defile that body. And the reason that we don't practice those things, the reason we keep our body away from those things, you know what I mean, is because it defiles the temple. The temple must have, have more priority. The temple must have more, more, more uh, image and importance in our lives than, than the body does in a self-gratification. It must. God expects us to take care of our body. Everybody don't won't get a get a uh, you know what I mean. Uh, what do they call it? You know, uh, you don't have to run to the gym tomorrow. All right. But you only get one body. I was going to ask somebody to be my runner this morning because I'm used to running around. Now, you might like the stationary preacher, but this is only momentary, this stationary preacher. Be careful. Yeah. Your body. Your body. Has your cathedral fallen into disrepair? 
because of spiritual neglect, choices and actions, overindulgence or lack of self-control. Does it make any difference? No matter how our structure has been compromised, we must continue to repent and begin a new with God's gift of grace in our lives. And always remember this, that truth is to be applied forward. Do you understand that? Do not beat yourself up from yesterday. Apply it simply forward. The things that I wanted to do, Paul said, I was some challenges in his life. I can't get them done because there was a war going on. But there's a victor today. There's a victor. There is a war, but there's a victor. He said that Jesus Christ is that victor for us. How am I going to win this? I'm going to win it through Jesus Christ. The crass treatment of the body in which it is made to serve vices rather than virtue. Works not beauty in your soul, but just the opposite. It does not beautify when you go ahead and, you know, let those things that are crass, you know, serve vices rather than virtue. Glorify God, therefore, in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Can I get an amen this morning? Ask my musicians to come. I'll tell you what, church, the fact of the matter is, this is a beautiful perspective. It's a beautiful perspective. The body houses our soul and spirit, so we must maintain our structure as best we can outside and inside. Repairing minor problems before they become big ones. Special attention and fortitude must be given to maintain your interior life. Fasting. Of course, other bodily acts of devotion to God, normal for the Christian life. How do we fast? Well, because it has spiritual effects. Because it has spiritual effects. They're connected. With my mouth, I will make known. 
the Lord is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. <laughs> that is the word of faith that we preach. <laughs> For there's life and death in the power of the tongue. What are those part of? <laughs> The body. Right, church? The body. The body. Your body deeds affect your spiritual life and vice versa. Simple, but yet it's a fact. If your body is rested, your prayer life will improve. Amen? That's right. Is it a major thing? Maybe not. It doesn't rise to the occasion of, you know what I mean, right to the number 10, but it's got to be somewhere in there in five. soul radiates through the body. Galatians chapter 5. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. Boy, that person sure has a lot of love. How'd you come up with that? That person sure, sure has a lot of peace. Thank you. I'll walk a little bit. How'd you come up with that? What was it that you saw? Now the works of the flesh are hatred and anger and malice and he goes on to talk about all things. How'd you come up with that? How'd it get manifested? How'd you get that conclusion? You got it through your body. You got it through your body. The fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit is the inner life evident from the structure of your cathedral. they shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in, in heaven. How are you going to get good works? Without your body. Oh, hallelujah. Major role. Powerful role. That the body plays in this whole thing. Has God always been love? Absolutely. But what was the greatest and most powerful demonstration of love? 
of every and everything that he did is tied to his body. Tied to his body. Yes, it's not just I'm all spirit. He didn't come just to rescue your soul. No. But also your your body. Your body. My Stand with me. It's only God's presence that can produce this thing within us. We fall short of the glory of God because of the lack of God's presence, which produces the glory. we all have access to the presence each of you Paul says to us and include myself need to know how to possess your body in sanctification you need to learn how to do what he says for its divine purpose. The divine purpose is not just to be a human being. Not just to be a man, a woman. No. The divine purpose is to bear the image of the one that made us in the first place. Yeah. Finding our place, if you are a pen, then you have found your sanctification spot in writing. If you are eyeglasses, you have found your sanctification spot in helping to see. Amen. Justification is the removal of guilt of sin and is not progressive. We are justified by faith. Boom. Sanctification is the healing of the dysfunctionality of sin. And so that's where we're at. Is not our position and our place and our standing in Christ that has been finalized. Unless, of course, you have not yet received Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to do that. You know. But then, that working of God in our lives is all that dysfunctionality that sin has brought in our lives and taken care of it and healing that, that part of it. Father, this morning, we want to live according to our new identity that's in Christ. 
and not the old one that's in Adam. And so we thank you this morning, Father, that we are the temple of the spirit of the living God. And that we have, God, a, 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 uh, our bodies have a, have a holy and dynamic function in the role in this hour and in this, in this time. Help us to see our bodies as more than a workhorse, God, but see it as a worship center. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and help us to carry not a message of condemnation, Father, but a message of liberation. Father, thank you for the blessings that you have promised and decreed upon us in this hour and this day in our tomorrows as they come to us. We give you the honor. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Amen.